2: Welcome to We're Gross. We show whole. I'm one of your hosts, Gilly Nisim,
3: And I'm one of your other hosts, Jake Jabor.
2: And there's a third host
3: you'll never meet. <laughs> we're really
2: excited to get to do
3: this. Yes, yeah, very excited today.
2: Uh, later in the show, we're going to be joined by James Beard Award nominated author Rax King, who is someone that Jake is a fan of. And we were doing this podcast and they said, who do you want as a guest? And Jake said her. And then we got her.
3: I can't believe it. It was my favorite book I read last year.
2: How are you feeling knowing you're about to like actually meet someone that you're a
3: fan of? Uh, I'm very nervous. Do you want her to think you're cool? I want everybody to think I'm cool, but I've kind of abandoned that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That
2: seems healthy. Yeah. Wild. (laughs) You're living raw.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm nervous because I tend to, I feel like my fandom is maybe a level above what other people's are. Like I was listening to a podcast and somebody was like, this person's my favorite actor and they hadn't seen all their films. And I was like, how can they be your favorite actor if you haven't? seen all their films. Ouch. Uh, Judgy. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Uh, So I recently just ordered two copies of her two books because she was like signing them and I subscribed to her Patreon and there's a part of me that's nervous that she's going to be like, Oh, did I just send books to your apartment <laughs> and now you have me on a podcast?
2: I think it'd be weirder if you knew her address. So I think it, I yeah, this is okay. okay. Um, But yeah, we're going to get to chat with Rax uh, later in this episode. And the theme of our episode is it's a gross world, which to us meant sort of like the way we have to exist publicly mm. in the world. So yeah. we talk a lot about our inner feelings, our dirty little secrets. And now we want to talk about how we feel about how we present and what we worry about, what we hope to come off as, and it's icky.
3: Yeah, and that's part of the reason we wanted to get Rax King on, because her book Tacky is, like, about things that she loves that are tacky, or then she put it out there in the world, so... Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. We're
2: also later going to try out a segment that we brainstormed after we got high at the end of last week's episode. So yeah. check out the last episode if you want to hear <laughs> the setup for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First, the start of every show, we like to catch up with each other. Mm-hmm. We've already started doing a little bit. You know, we're not going to talk about world news. We're just going to talk about our own personal lives. And then we're going to stop down and write some monologue jokes about That's it. That's right. So back to the catch up, you were talking about like if you're a fan of something but you haven't seen the whole catalog, that sort of idea. That is being what some might call a poser. Oh. I think I might be. The world's biggest poser. Of? Everything. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) The way that Rax has embraced tacky, I think I am embracing poser. Okay. There is no one thing I have completed. Like, every time I say I'm a fan of something, there's always somebody who drops from the fucking sky to sort of, like, test you on it. And I've existed in some sort of, like, nerd areas of like, I liked reading Harry Potter as a kid, but then Pottermore came out and I'm not up to date on the fucking lunatics on this site. And I don't remember all the spells. Like I know the, you know, three obvious ones or whatever, but like, sorry, I didn't, Committed to memory, I moved on from reading the books to go be bad at basketball. And then I moved on from that to only sell a medium amount of Girl Scout cookies.
3: I'm always roving around. Yeah, I think you're a jack of all trades, maybe, but or- truly
2: master of none. And like my hobby at this point is finding hobbies. I've embraced That's it. That's great. Three accordion lessons, eight saxophone lessons, seven surfing lessons. That's my hobby, is different lessons. And I'm good with
3: it. <laughs> yeah, I I have to push back on you calling yourself a poser. The, this mm-hmm. seems like you're taking an interest in different things. I think, you know, your email signature is from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. If you had not read that book, that might make you a poser.
2: I've read the book, but it, you just made me so nervous because if you ask me like, the third question you have about me reading that book, I'd be like, I don't fucking know. Okay, I read it a long time ago and I really liked it so long. And thanks for all the fish. I think our iPhones are Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and it's funny. The author's name is escaping me right now. Oh no, I have to take away the Why email did you signature. go? <laughs> you told me one time, and I've literally told other people this. Of like, it's funny to be a fan of a baseball player because it's like saying you have a favorite guy.
3: (laughs) Yeah. You have a favorite adult who doesn't know you exist.
2: (laughs) That's still really funny to me. It is. It's crazy. And some
3: people will go as far to get jerseys. They'll be like, it says Bryant on the back of my shirt. And it's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy that you're pretending to be another guy. I know they're not actually doing it, but...
2: (laughs) But no, that's when it it's like there there has to be some sort of happy medium amount of being into something.
3: Yes. Yeah. And
2: isn't that kind of weird where it's like, you know, this man's birthday? Yeah. Why?
3: <laughs> I feel like I should share this. I'm also a fan of Dessa, who's a rapper and an author, and she lives in Minnesota. I don't know why that's important. Because you know it? Because I know it. <laughs> uh, and I found her like back on MySpace, and it was easier to communicate with people than... And she, for the promotion of a book she wrote, she cut all her hair off and donated it to Locks of Love. And at the time, I had very long hair. Mm. And I reached out and was like, hey, I'll donate my hair to Locks of Love if you want to send me a book. I must have done it with more tact than that. That sounds like a threat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't send me a book, I'm shaving my head. If Uh. you
2: don't send me a book, a child will remain (laughs) bald. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> and she took me up on it she was like send That's me a, really cool. a pick of the cut and I'll send you a copy of the book and she did and I did and so she did the charity she did the charity I mean <laughs> I still gave my hair away
2: I don't know you either gave money for the book or you gave your hair <laughs> for the
3: book you just got a book <laughs> <laughs> and somebody got my luscious locks okay uh, <laughs> and then when she came to tour I like went to the show and she was like signing merch at the end and I was like hey I don't know I cut my hair and you, and she was like, "Oh my god!" And uh, she was like, "That's so great!" And gave me a hug. And she was like, "That's amazing!" And we like chatted for a little okay. bit.
2: She liked it more than I seem to be liking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, That's so nice. That's such a lovely interaction. But also, she was basically a hostage to you at that moment. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs>
3: This is not how I thought this was going to go. Most Uh, people reassure me because I was like, I accidentally fell into stalking Um, (laughs) because the next time she came to L.A., I like went to a show. No. (laughs) (laughs) Wait.
2: Sorry. I think it's. Not going the way either one of us.
3: (laughs) Okay, sorry, keep going. going. Uh, So I went to the show and I was like, hey. And then after the show, she was at the merch booth and I was like, hey. And I don't know if she was tired or whatever, but she was just like, hello. (laughs) And I was like... Oh, uh, like no recognition. No. Well, now you had
2: short hair. You're just the guy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So she came through recently and I went to the show, but I did not stand in the merch line. I was like, oh, that's how this happens is it's like, I think we've developed a friendship. And it's like, no, I'm a professional artist. And. Did a kind gesture, and we don't know each other. Okay, um, I'm
2: glad you were sort of brought back. Yeah. <laughs> it only took a third So I Downer. make fun
3: of people who like baseball fans, but uh, I inadvertently <laughs> stalked someone.
2: Uh, let's uh, stop and write some jokes. Sounds good. Okay, we are back from stopping for a very short while to write some monologue jokes. So here we go. Here, here we go. is the monologue. My email signature references Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's my favorite book, and Rick Steves is my favorite author. (laughs) (laughs) I still can't remember who the author is. Makeup and rom-coms are stupid, reports the man who punched a hole in the wall when his favorite team of boys lost to the other bad team of boys. (laughs) Finally, I have been bullied, but it's mostly been by nerds. Don't get it twisted. Nerds can be the worst bullies because they've learned tricks from the bullies that they've been bullied by. It's like being bullied by someone who achieved an O on their OWL exam. (laughs) I don't know what an OWL exam is. It's not for you to know. (laughs)
3: I'm going to fucking give you a noogie when this is over.
2: I don't care. You're not a nerd. It's not going to hurt my heart. You can hurt my head, but you can't hurt my heart. I also don't mean that. There's so much bullying that is so much worse. Mm. This is just for the joke. Okay, so we are now going to do one of the segments that took us truly, truly 10 minutes, yeah, 10 minutes and some to come up with, and we're going to draw each other. So Jake and I have uh, been nude on stage several times, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't always mean that we've seen each other nude. We are, you know, we've faced, we're not like, (laughs) we don't put on like opera glasses and (laughs) check it out. However, (laughs) we have caught glimpses. Yes. And that's probably not common.
3: Yeah, it's not.
2: For platonic friends to see each other nude, let alone different sexed
3: mm-hmm. lit on stage
2: lit up by the harsh lights yeah of a comedy theater. Yes. Jake pitched and we thought it would be funny to draw each other naked mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna use these drawings for the little thumbnail. So if you are watching or watching, That'd be weird. You're just watching a little line going, okay, sorry. <laughs> Whoa. I just melted. If you are listening uh-huh. to the episode, you can see these drawings yes. right now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You and like, then what are the parameters? You tell me. <laughs> we're not looking at it, and we're not picking our pen up. Right? Okay.
2: So we're just going to look at each, into each other's eyes. as, And,
3: and we're going to look into each other's eyes and try and draw each other yeah. naked.
2: And we're going to talk while we're doing it. Yeah. So, Jake. Yes. I've been thinking about this. I'm really excited to see how you draw my
3: boobs. (laughs) How how, how does that make you feel? Good. This is already insane. You you know, what's funny that you say that is most of the time when I see you naked, it's from behind. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought about doing that, but I was like, that's not as fun. So know that if I was just going to do That's a cop out.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cop out. It would be... You'd have a much better uh, memory of that. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny to experience when I started going to the CrossFit sort of gym that you and I both started paying $300 a month to go to. Yeah. Is that okay that I said yeah. how much? <laughs> is people started asking me if I was working out, and that was fun. Oh, that is fun. So, like, know that people are getting, like, your full butt. Like, it can't be my pants. Yeah. Another thing I was thinking about in anticipation of doing this is... Uh, <laughs> Penises are like hearts. Uh And let me tell you why. (laughs) There's the heart shape that's like the candy heart, the Valentine's heart that we think of. But then the actual heart is like the organ in your body looks nothing like it. And it's like not even close to the like two little bows put together that a heart is. It's like has valves and all those weird things. And a penis, there's the way that we draw penises that's like almost like a spaceship, yeah. The, like rocket launchers and then the shaft of the ship. And then, <laughs> that's the only way I've ever drawn a penis. And I haven't even done that that much. <laughs>
3: now, I, think I see you picking your pen up.
2: <laughs> I, I picked my pen up so many times.
3: I didn't. Well, now I'm going to draw your face. You also
2: look like you're reading Braille. <laughs> Your eyes are off somewhere. Like at first, it looks like you're looking at me, but then I realize you're looking like in the middle distance, off in some corner. <laughs> <you're> just like
3: <laughs> I'm just trying not or like to like using at the paper. a Ouija board or something. I say you. I assume you're drawing pubes. Is that why you're picking your pen up and down? No, leg hair. Little <laughs> <laughs> leg hair. That's what you remember. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's not weird. <laughs> do you not have leg hair? Am I getting this wrong?
3: I do have leg hair, but I if look. I expose myself naked and you go leg hair, <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna feel great it's about. Like it.
2: It's like I've seen you in a speedo. It's not just your genitals that you've revealed. It's like yeah, like a well, mole on your back. Okay, it's well I gave you big
3: hair, and now that we're picking our pen up, why are you mad about that? <laughs> <it? laughs> Because your boobs aren't going to look great because I didn't pick my pen up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, should we stop? Yeah.
2: Okay, we're going to reveal.
3: We're going to show each other. (laughs) This is so... (laughs)
2: wow a a visual no one will know until you're uh, looking at the thumbnail you know what my boobs do look good they look like they're coming out of my neck but they look amazing i tried to draw abs because jake this is something you maybe won't know just from listening jake has abs
3: that's very nice of you to say
2: that are uh, sprinkled with a belly button ring. This is another. Oh, is that thing. what the little loop is? No, that
3: was your penis. That's my up penis up in the stomach. Well, this was the bit we couldn't look. Hey, you were. <laughs> you can't get defensive. You were like, my boobs are coming out of my neck. I'm just trying to figure out where my penis was. Fair enough.
2: I also accidentally drew a little bit like a
3: gingerbread man. I gave you a microphone. Did you see that?
2: Oh, wow. That's impressive. I didn't notice it before, but it's very clearly a microphone. So what have we learned? Hmm, Getting high and pitching is a little bit harder. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Guys, thanks for rolling with us. Um, If you are in the mood to show your naked body to one of your friends, this is an activity you could do. Yeah. Probably you won't. Why would you? And later we're going to be back with Rex King. But for now, we're going to take a little break.
0: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
3: And we're back. Our guest today is the James Beard Award-nominated author of Tacky, Love Letters to the Worst Culture We Have to Offer, and the forthcoming book, Sloppy, due out in 2025. I could not be more excited. Welcome to the show, Rax King.
5: Hi, Rax. Hi. Hi. Thank you so
2: much for having me.
3: Thank you. This This is is awesome.
2: so cool. I feel like I I have to be a good friend and say, Jake introduced me to your work. I was saying before how I I am a poser, and this is another way that I am indeed a poser, but he is the original and I am the copy.
5: (laughs) I gotta say, it usually goes the other way with my books, like gender-wise. It's usually... There's like a girl who really likes my book. I get that. Showing it off. Have
2: you heard that before, Jake? Uh, <laughs>
3: About Rack specifically or most of my taste <laughs> your tends taste. to do, My taste tends to <laughs> yes. do that. Anything that has the option to do that. Mm-hmm. Every time I go out to eat and if I'm on a date, they bring the two drinks and they always set my <laughs> drink down in front of the woman. You've and then also... I have to be like, that's mine. <laughs> You've
2: also been told on <laughs> two occasions that your farts smelled and sounded feminine.
3: Yes, yeah. Um and I've Ooh. I've I've gone to stores and brought jackets to buy and they're like this is a woman's model. Did you know that? Like, yeah, I like it. And I, there's a pair of shoes I want that they don't make for men. This
2: is more of a problem with the world and not you, just to be
3: clear. <laughs> yeah, I probably yeah, don't need to right. complain.
2: I get advertisements for shoes that I'm like, wow, colorful, zippy. This is great. Like, I didn't know Adidas made something this fun. And then I click on it and I realize that it's a baby shoe.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I've not- done that before. <laughs> you, really? I have the same taste in clothing as, like, most toddlers, I think.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's actually something I wanted to ask you. In reading Tacky, which was a fantastic read, run to the stores and get it, I was reading Jake's second copy That's right.
5: (laughs) Thank you for buying so many copies of my book. Oh, my gosh. Uh,
3: Yeah, so don't worry. I
2: didn't just lend one.
5: It's fantastic. uh,
2: But the Hot Topic chapter, or I I feel like they're like pieces. Each one is its own piece. You were talking about the Sex Pistols shirt that you were envious of as a child and just so excited to wear something that had the word sex on it, which I completely relate to of just like feeling So far away from the act, but so enticed by the idea and how it it's coming for me someday. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And is there an item of clothing that you currently own that you feel gets no respect?
5: You know what? This is a question I was not anticipating, but I'm about (laughs) to air a damn grievance is what I'm about to do. Hell yeah. I have a shirt and it's like it's made of black lace. The whole thing is lacy and see through. Cool. Cool. And it's a crop top. And then the front of it, like the titties area is hidden by a big lavender colored bow. It makes me look like a creepy little gift wrapped something or other. (laughs) And I put this shirt on to go on a date with my husband, who I love very much, but I almost killed him on this occasion (laughs) because this man burst out (gasps) laughing and was like, what are you wearing? And he had a point. It does look terrible on me and probably on everyone. But I just like, that's not the point. Sometimes something looks bad on you. And it's so awesome that you just have to wear it anyway.
2: I wear a lot of things
5: that look bad
2: on me. (laughs) The what are you wearing is truly a nightmare. Like, even from someone you know that you trust in general. Mm -hmm. Jake and I have talked about this, Mm -hmm. but I bought, like, almost like in a blackout, I bought an expensive hat, like, from a,
5: it was, uh, it's always a a, 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 mistake.
2: Like, to go from no hat to expensive hat is fucking crazy, but it's like so many other things of, like, expensive gym membership. Like, I thought if I spent more money on it, I would be committed to this. This new look. And I was like, you see the hat and you just see like an alternate universe of like, this is who I could be. I could be this person who wears a hat. I sprung additional money for the feather accessory. <laughs> like this is like, a, I, I want to, it's not felt because if it was felt, it'd be a fucking crime that it was like $80, but it, it's sort of like felt adjacent. Mm-hmm. I bought it and then didn't wear it because I kept envisioning putting it on and people in the streets just stopping and pointing and going hat. And well, so then it I might have. <laughs> but then I finally like wore it and absolutely it like disturbed everyone in my life. <laughs> Do you have something that you still wear that gets no respect?
3: Well, I ordered this sweatshirt from Black Swan, which is, there's a rapper, Smino, and it's his clothing brand. It's like a big pink sweatshirt and the drawstrings are really long and it has like a silk hood. How long?
2: How long are the drawstrings?
3: Down to my belly button. Okay. Really long and it's kind of like wide but I really liked it and I was wearing it and I was crossing the street and it had to have been me. Nobody else was around but a guy in a truck (laughs) drove by and was like, hey, fuckwad. Uh, And I, (laughs) I was like, that's Gotta kind of be because of this sweatshirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it kind of has like a, a poncho cut to it or something. Wow, um, it's a swing. Yeah, it's a big swing, and I wear it around the house now. That oh. was enough <laughs> for me to a scurry across the crosswalk uh, and then be like, maybe this is a home sweatshirt. So.
2: <laughs> so now you're just sort of like retreating.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm, now I'm imagining it's like basically snuggie sized. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, kind of. It is big. It's it a is half really big. Snug-y. Yes, it's a half snuggie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a very specific question. Sometimes I find when I'm talking to someone who I know has read my book, I don't know how to navigate talking about something that's in the book. Like it feels. Yucky to reference it of like in the book, which I think you've read, I talk about this and I say it because I don't want to repeat something I think they already know about me. But I also don't want to tell the story as if they haven't heard it before. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any experience with that of like, (laughs) how do I talk about a thing that I think somebody's read about already?
5: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, definitely. Like when the when the book first came out, I really would tie myself in knots about stuff like that. I I kept thinking, like, because it's a book, everything in there is about me. It's about stuff that happened in my life, and I just kept feeling like a dick, like going on the radio to talk about me and talk about. All the stuff from my book about me to people who were reading about me. (laughs) And then I realized that if I keep feeling that way, I'm just going to have to, like, crawl into a hole somewhere (laughs) and never do any stuff like this again. So where I'm at with it now is I assume that anyone who says they've read my book, like, a little bit hasn't. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of keep on going with whatever I feel like talking about from it. That
2: feels like a good medium. And we, we should say Jake has written a memoir. Yeah. So it is also like you're writing about yourself.
3: And Myself. Your life. Yeah.
2: Um, I had someone on a dating app do this thing where they liked my profile first. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then his message to me was like, and I get this a lot. Hey, I've seen you perform improv. Period.
5: period oh no (laughs) and it's like the worst punctuation
2: (laughs) this is a bad opening for lots of reasons my true response to that is cool and now we have no conversation you didn't ask me a question you didn't like (laughs) open the door for me to say anything you didn't even really allow me to say thank you because you didn't say anything nice you just said (laughs) i have laid eyes on you before yeah. It's like, say more. <laughs> you have to know, is that something you you all encounter um, as authors of someone just saying, I read your book, period?
5: Yes. Oh, my God. Fucking traumatizing. It happens like kind of a lot, actually. It's, it's either like I read your book, period, or I read some whatever that you published like in a magazine, period. But you can always hear the period where it's like, I'm not really... Inviting you to talk about it. <laughs> I'm not gonna like throw you a single cookie crumb on this one. I'm not gonna tell you whether I thought it was good. I'm just gonna tell you that I've been watching you.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> unbelievable. Give us a crumb. Give We're us not a crumb. Writing books one. and performing improv for not even a crumb. Um. <laughs>
5: yeah. I don't even make a lot of money. It. <laughs> yeah. You just you have to say nice stuff to me. That's I'm like Tinkerbell. I'll die. Yeah. Am I yeah. not gonna get cookies out of this? This is unbelievable.
3: I had an experience where I performed at an improv show. And afterwards we were hanging out and a guy came up with like a few of his friends and he was like, hey, this is crazy, but your book showed up in the lobby of my apartment building. Uh, Like we have one of those free libraries and your book was there. And I was like, oh, (laughs) which is already like, I hope somebody was like, this brought me joy and I want to pass it along and not like, how do I get rid of this without throwing it away? Um,
5: You know,
2: the books that (laughs) brought me joy, I'm constantly Taking out of my apartment.
5: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Putting him somewhere. That sucks, dude. I hate this. Well, good for you for
2: keeping the positive. It's so much
5: worse that he came up to you with like a bunch of other people. Like they were about to beat you up (laughs) with this information. Yeah.
3: And it gets... (laughs) worse. He goes like, and I read the back of it and he's like, we have a lot of the same experiences. Like I got into improv and he's like, and then I lost my grandfather who I was very close to. He's like, and I called uh, my mom when I found the book and I was like, listen to this. It's like the experience I had. And then I saw you tonight. I was like, oh, is that why you came to the show? And he was like, no, I always come to the show. And then I was like, okay. And then I was like, did you find it relatable or whatever? And he was like, well, I haven't read it. And I was like, where is this going? You, you're
2: you <laughs> like, walking away with like six stab wounds, yeah. verbal yeah. stab wounds.
3: It's like a crazy thing to be like, we have a lot in common, but I'm not interested in <laughs> any part of it except telling you that we do. And I, was I, like,
2: okay. I wonder, too, in, in those interactions where it's like, I remember I walk away going, you know, if I've ever sort of like not nailed an interaction, I'm an overthinker because I delight. In it, I think it's so funny. I think it's insane that our bodies are just zooming around at 100 miles an hour, (laughs) just talking and eating and like outputting and inputting. And I I find that genuinely like joyful and fascinating. So I think about it and then I put it away. But I have a feeling people who have an interaction like that one, they just have like such a clear mind. Like Mm -hmm. that person walked away and didn't overanalyze that for one second because you gave so many opportunities to be like, please
5: say something nice. (laughs) Right. You know what I think part of it is, because I do this for sure to other people who I think are like more successful or more famous than me or whatever. I think part of it is like not wanting to give you an inch because you're the guy who wrote and published a book and I'm the guy like, walking up to you at the improv show with my buddies to make little remarks about it. Like, if I'm the remarks guy, I probably don't want you to feel good about yourself <laughs> at the end of that interaction. No. I kind of want to ruin your day a little bit. Yeah. Not completely ruin it, but ruin your hour for sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. In, in that way,
2: wanting to be liked does sort of keep you humble <laughs> and, and maybe yeah, nice. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, another question about tacky. The warm vanilla sugar is another... I described it to my roommate and a friend and we were all able to have like, you have an ode to the scent, to the flavor. And we were all like sent on a visceral experience of, it's like in my nose, I can feel it completely. And you called yourself dessert. I am dessert. And I was very tickled by that. Like you described like there are ways that you're dessert and now that you are in a relationship, how are you dessert to your committed relationship?
5: If I can go just esther perel mode for a moment Mm -hmm. i actually think it is important to find a way to like be that kind of tasty flirty person in a long-term relationship because it's hard it's like we've been together for four years it is very much my instinct to just kind of walk around slouched over like naked in socks just swilling from a (laughs) gallon of milk yeah (laughs) And, you know, that's what I was doing like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> but like when I describe myself in that essay as being dessert or a dessert type of person, like I'm remembering a time when I was going on a different first date, like every night of the week. And I was wearing so much makeup all the time and, you know, jewelry and in, in all the different fingers and holes and whatnot. And like really making that effort to be sexy and to be fun and light and all that stuff. Yeah, but there's maybe a downside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Absolutely.
2: I'm telling you your book back to you. I've never gotten to interview an author like this before, but like that to me was what was so interesting. It's like exciting and shiny and fun, but it's also you are recognizing that you're not meat and potatoes kind of a thing. That's so wonderfully played. Yeah, it's like
5: when, when you are the person going on a different first date like five nights a week, you're also kind of confronted with this you know, base level understanding that those dates are not really an important part of anyone's day most of the time and like the time (laughs) that you spend getting ready and making yourself look and smell so good. None of it ends up being all that important, like in the vast majority of cases. And so it ends up being this thing of like you're plagued with how much work you're putting into just being this sexy, lighthearted person that you really aren't naturally. And now I'm married and it's the opposite. And I can be just completely comfortable 24 hours a day, just ripping farts all day long (laughs) if I want to be. But like, if yeah, I mean, obviously that's sexy to someone. So if you're jerking off to that image... Okay, fine. (laughs) But, um, you know, you got to find a way to like back it up a little bit and go back into that mode once in a while.
2: Yeah, I sometimes find that I'm being like rebellious. I'm like testing people. We talked about this, but like I have insisted on not dressing up for us recording these podcasts because it is so fucked up to me that it's an audio thing and then people still have to like put on makeup and get, I'm wearing a disturbed hoodie right now that I got for free out of a man's trunk.
1: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. Yes.
2: (laughs) It was a man who was an extra on a project that I was also acting in. And he claimed to be an executive at Universal Music. And it's one of those things where it's like, listen, man, No, you're not. Like, (laughs) maybe you work at Universal. Maybe you have some connection. You know, I don't care where your trunk full of music merch came from. (laughs) I'm not questioning your like morality, but like, no, you are not an executive. (laughs) Also have a trunk full of merch of stuff with tags on and are also an extra in a low production comedy web series. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Um, But yeah, the dessert thing of like, I found that I really like the cheapest like Amazon lingerie. I've never liked Victoria's Secret stuff. Girls at my high school would buy that. I grew up in LA and when a lot of girls turned 18, it was a rite of passage to go to the Playboy mansion. Um, like very, I don't even really know if there was like, a guy that was scouting or it was probably like live journal or something like that, that they were Ugh, approached, but what? like so God many girls. Almighty. Yes. So many <laughs> girls that I would watch in the grades above me. And then girls in my grade, once we turned 18 would like, it was like this big deal that they would drop like $400 on some sort of look from Victoria's secret and then post pictures of it on their live journal. And I really liked looking at the <laughs> pictures. Um, of course. And it's so dark. <laughs> to think about, but that stuff to me is like uncomfortable. It's like, I don't like the aesthetic, but something that's basically a sock with a lot of holes cut into it is <laughs> So oh, yeah. I find that so sexy and that's how I like to... Be a little bit of a dessert in in a relationship of like I'm even a little bit mad that I'm doing
3: it. Wait, sock with a hole's cut in it. It's in
2: like it. pantyhose that you can stretch the, over your the whole garment oh, fucking okay. body.
3: Got it, got it. Okay.
2: I guess sock is not the right material to hold yeah, yeah. a body
5: stocking. I mean, oh, it's, okay. Yeah, totally a sock. stocking. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: okay. But like they're one size fits all things, so no matter how slutty they were supposed to be, they're so slutty on my five eleven frame. Like it's almost comical how little cover like it isn't meant to cover much and then it covers even less <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you find a way to be frivolous dessert Jake
3: well I was thinking about this and my experience sometimes is like I think because people know me as doing comedy or something like that is like that feels very dessert uh like hanging out yeah. doing that kind of thing and then It's like, oh, when I'm in a relationship, (laughs) it's like, yeah, that dessert was really sweet, but um, you're going to feel bad (laughs) in the morning. Like, uh, it's like I experienced depression or like I'm not – my version of kind of being dessert is like, look, I can make jokes about everything and, or whatever. Uh, and then it's like, oh, if we're in a relationship, I will sometimes go days without saying anything funny. Like, uh, <laughs> not not because I'm unhappy, but <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's like, oh, that was the dessert version. And now this is kind of like, yeah, how you feel after you've eaten a whole cake or whatever is sometimes it's like, <laughs> it's not all sweet, all that. that sounds terrible, but I think that. That's kind no, of my, it's amazing. So it's like important to remember especially because I teach improv for a living so that I've been in a relationship where someone was like, I just want to play and improvise. And I was like, that can sometimes be work. That sounds terrible, but yeah, yeah. it's like, I don't want to do that. Right. Like I don't want to think about like the other names we could give this guy at the pool. Like I just want to sit at the pool (laughs) and not try and like one up each other's like goofy name for the guy at the pool.
5: Yeah. You're begging people to turn off (laughs)
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
5: That's the thing about dessert. Like, you literally cannot eat it for every meal every day. You will make yourself sick and you'll give yourself, like, weird digestive problems (laughs) probably forever. Like, you got to be a real person once in a while.
0: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a one! it's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
3: So, Rex, do you have anything that you do in private that you wish you could be famous for?
5: I love that. I don't have that fun of an answer to this question. I'm going to give the real answer. I'm going to like jacking it. <laughs> but, um, you really want to be famous for jacking it? <laughs> I want to be like, a like tough the market. Nobel Prize winner for best jacker <laughs> of all time.
2: <laughs>
5: They're adding that category, and I want that for me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that notwithstanding, mm-hmm. I play banjo in private. And I have these little fantasies where like I go to a you know, a night when a bar band is playing in my local bar that's a lot of like country, like honky tonk stuff oftentimes. But the banjo player doesn't show up. But oh, Brax is here (laughs) in the audience and she has her banjo with her for some fucking reason. (laughs) And she's gonna just blast them all in the face with playing the banjo. Super good. I'm not super good. I'm like, okay, a little bit. I can kind of play like, will the circle be unbroken if I don't think about too hard, like how bad I am at playing it. But in my daydreams, like I get up on that yeah. teeny tiny stage and I just blow them all away with how gifted I am at the banjo. I fucking love that so much. Yeah. Like
2: God herself will play the notes. You don't know how to play. Yes. <laughs> like
5: that's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Like in Freaky Friday where mm-hmm. the mom in the form of Lindsay Lohan doesn't know how to play the guitar. But then Jamie Lee Curtis saves by yeah. playing the guitar oh, for yeah, her. Yeah, that's going to happen to me. God's <laughs> going
2: to plug in. <laughs> I don't know why I asked to be God, but...
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a great one.
2: Oh, that's really, really good. Yeah, what is something I do at home that I wish, or in private, that I wish I was famous for? Um, I make a really good popcorn. You do. And I... Ugh, mm. That's so nice of you to say. I do have a lot of, like, flavor combination tastes that people find off-putting, but popcorn is somewhere that I've sort of like found. I at one point made nacho popcorn, fully cooked up some Jenny O taco seasoned turkey and put shredded cheese and used a little, like tried to drain the turkey, but then still used a little bit of the oil. Mm. And like, the thing about popcorn is, is you have to mix it. Maybe about cooking in general is, I thought two turns with a fork is mixing, You have to, like, mix for longer.
5: (laughs) With popcorn especially, because there's so fucking much of it all the time. There's so much, (laughs) and things immediately want to
2: settle at the bottom. So maybe I want to be famous for how much I mix my popcorn. But, uh, yeah, I've made, like, brie and honey popcorn Mm. before. Um, A lot of wet ingredients that you wouldn't expect, like a fresh squeeze of lemon that um, you have to be really sparing and then really mix. Yeah. And I've literally thought to myself— could i sell this or the i mean probably uh, yeah. or the, like the lazy version of like could i make a video about this <laughs> definitely <laughs> that i if i think i can't do that i'm really not mm-hmm. a goal oriented person <laughs> but it's just that thing where you're like i think i just need popcorn to be a thing i do for me <laughs> and the people immediately yeah. surrounding me
3: well it's not fame gilly but anytime i see popcorn i think of you if I That's see a
2: fame if I've ever heard of it. If
3: I see packaged popcorn, I think of you.
2: I so, have become intrinsically linked. linked.
3: Mm-hmm. You've imprinted 60% on sure popcorn. I used that
2: word correctly. What's something you wish you could be famous for? Or you do
3: um, it? I was trying to search for something that was less of a theme of my life lately, but I wish I could be famous for the rapport I have with my cats.
2: How many is that? That's a good one. I have one.
3: three cats, uh, and the only famous cat person really is that Jackson Galaxy guy, and no shade to him, but it's not great that he is the representation of like guys who are good with cats. So Uh-oh. sorry,
2: I don't know who this is. Can you tell us who this? Yeah, is? What's a Jackson Galaxy? <laughs> yeah, where do those words end and become? Yeah, Jackson Galaxy
3: is his name, and he had a show on TLC. Sorry, called...
2: his name is Jackson
3: mm-hmm. Galaxy? Galaxy. Yeah, that's
5: awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have no critique yeah, of that same.
3: name whatsoever. Sick- um, and he had a show on TLC, I think called like like my cat from hell, and he would, like, train people's (laughs) cats. But Uh, he's got a pretty eccentric look, and all of that is fine. But there is such a limited – I did a lot of – I'm going back to the gender thing, and I apologize. But I did a lot of fostering and working with ASPCA and these kitten organizations, and I didn't come across one other guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the only representation is this guy who's like kind of uh, out there and quirky. And I think that there's a lane for just like, hey, I'm pretty good with these cats and I'm not, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, there's nothing <laughs> eccentric about me. I feed them. They like me. Generally, if I'm <laughs> in someone's apartment, cats are nice to me. I would like a little, uh, I, would, I wouldn't mind if somebody was like, hey, <laughs> you were at my uh, roommate. I guess that would be my place or whatever and my cat really liked you and I'd be like thank you so that would be mine.
2: (laughs) Um, When I see or hear of multiple cats I do think of you if that That, helps That does help. Yeah. (laughs) That also feels like something you could kick off. I mean we asked this question as a hypothetical but Rax you need to grab your banjo and start lurking around this bar. I need to set up a camera. You need to set Like I think the only thing that's stopping you is a single camera. Yeah we've
3: <laughs> We've affirmed that we all at least have the confidence, if not the talent. We just need to put it out there. That's yeah, what it's like
2: that's right. I think this is a great time for us to do one of the segments that we pitched to each other while we were stoned at the end of the last episode we recorded. And that was for Jake to Venmo $40 to our two producers.
3: (laughs) That was the whole segment.
2: (laughs) It took took us 11 minutes to get to it because that's what happens to me personally when I'm stoned. Yeah. Um, And... Hi, Cassie. Hi, Cassie. Hi. Coming out from behind the glass window. Um, Jake Venmoed you $40 because he backed himself into a corner when we were pitching our segment. What did you do with your free $40? Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, well, I immediately got anxiety. <laughs> Uh, knowing that I would have to buy something
2: and then tell you all. Um, yeah, it's so. not normal. It's not normal to have to report back on what
1: he Yeah,
3: does. I'm like your uncle or something. I'm like, what'd you spend the birthday money on? And
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> you have to say something nice That's when you exactly like gum uncle. or whatever. Yeah, It's exactly
2: like an uncle, because it's like, well, you gave me $40. What am like, what can yeah, I do? Yeah, my
3: parents would be like, you have to write him and tell him what you spent it on. And it's like... <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for $40, Uncle <laughs> so, I know everybody here, I'm sorry, maybe Rax as well, has a pet. So, I bought everybody a gift for their animal. Oh my uh, God.
2: Didn't even spend it on your Oh no. Scott, should you have oh gone what? first?
4: Oh
2: no. <laughs> this oh is going to be rough. Oh. That is so freaking nice. Was that. Um, a little bit you finding a loophole of punting it and you're relieved because it's a good loophole.
3: Yeah, it makes me look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also funny because it's Jake's money. So <laughs> I'm reaping the benefits of being like, wow, I'm such a nice person. <laughs> yeah. But it is Jake's money. And Jake did buy something for his cat, essentially.
4: Okay, um, There we true. go. This yeah. is very funny to me because... Cassie uh, messaged Alex and I a day or two ago and was like, Hey, do you both have any pets? Uh,
1: and, set them up and
4: you know, we responded and like it was really nice, a little random. And then like afterwards I was thinking, I was like, I should just make more like casual chit chat with co-workers about their lives. Like that was really nice of Cassie. But now
3: I'm learning she had a
4: motive for whole time. She
2: wouldn't talk to you after work hours otherwise.
3: <laughs> While you were getting like a spa treatment, Scott, <laughs> with your $40. I should be a better coworker. <laughs>
2: that is a really nice conclusion and you can still do that if you want, Scott. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Scott, Wow,
4: uh, this is incredible. Tough to follow.
2: Tough to follow. Thank God you went second. I'll <laughs> say
4: I was procrastinating. I did this task on the way to this recording <laughs> this morning, <laughs> and <laughs> next to me right now are forty dollars worth of lotto scratch oh, tickets. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> also very good. I feel like
2: uh, you both found loopholes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. I won't say if like I was planning to you know, oh, keep the no. winnings myself or give them, but now I'll say it, definitely if any of these are winners, they will be distributed equally
2: wow. among all of us. Wow! Even, Thank you, even Cassie. Racks, <laughs> wow, you basically went to the genie and you wished for more wishes. Yeah. <laughs> no.
4: So maybe maybe we'll take a break when we're done and we'll uh, we'll see if any of these are winners. Yeah. Ooh, how we can many? Follow up. How
2: many scratchers? So
4: four 10 ten dollar tickets. Wow. Okay, that's the great. The $10 ones are good. I'm
2: yeah. just imagining the fucking chore of <laughs> scratching like...
4: $41 uh, tickets. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like what a punishment. What a, a truly... And then like your desk is full of... It's not even dust. <laughs> it's just like sticky dirt.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay, you, yeah. you did it smart. Thank you, Scott and Cassie. Thank you Yay. for participating. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the $40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <Fantastic>. pleasure. <laughs> um, Rex... What is the last frivolous thing that you spent some money on?
5: Yeah, it was my best friend's birthday, Trixie from the book. Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 And she gets the best birthday gifts. I always get the worst one. So I was like, okay, I got to like really hunker down and pick out something good. And I had a flash of inspiration. And so for about $40, I took her to the banya for a day. Like the Russian people spa where they whack okay. you with branches and shit. I'm thinking Banyo, which
2: is a Spanish uh bathroom in Spanish. So I was like I took her to the bathroom. Yeah, you got it for forty dollars. <laughs> close. For
3: forty dollars.
2: That's an awesome gift. We have a really fun segment that we get to do every time called Get Something Off Your Chest, where we share something. Maybe we haven't shared publicly before. Uh, It can be anything you want, big or small, as long as it's true. And then we're going to point to whoever just spoke and say, You're "You're gross, and that's okay." okay. And then you feel better about it. Yeah. And we're going to get to hear a listener, and we're going to get to hear Rex share something. Yes. But we always go first because we've never asked you to do something we weren't comfortable doing ourselves.
3: Do you have one?
2: I don't, but I oh, will. Oh,
3: I do. Okay, great. You go. Boy, I feel bad about this one. But uh, <laughs> last weekend, I had a show and then three birthday parties uh, to go to. It is not lost on me how nice it is that people invite me to their birthday party. I know the older I get... The less that's going to happen, people are not going <laughs> to keep going like, hey, they're going to have their families and they're not going to invite 45 year old Jake over <laughs> to their birthday.
2: I don't know so, if that's true, but OK.
3: <laughs> OK, so I, I got invited to three and I went to one and then I was like, I have to go to the other one. And I went to the other one. And as I was pulling up, the line to get in was around the block. And I had a feeling, I hate to admit it, but I was like, oh, good, I don't have to go. I was like, the line is so long. I get to say like, hey, I'm not going to go. And then (laughs) high off that, I texted the other person and was like, I can't make it. And I went home. (laughs) I was one for three. And I bailed on two birthday parties, one because the line was long enough that I could justify it. And I love this person so much. And I felt really terrible. But that was the first feeling I had was that line's too long. I don't have to go. And then (laughs) I went, you know what? I'm going to say I can't go to the other one. (laughs) And I feel really bad about it. But that's how I felt about it.
2: You're gross, and that's That's okay. okay. I think you should feel good about it.
3: (laughs) Okay, thanks.
2: What if you waited in that line for 40, 50 minutes and then didn't get in, and you're still not celebrating that person's birthday? You absolutely assessed your time and value correctly. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I feel bad about the immediate feeling of relief. I was, like, already not wanting to find parking, and then I was like, hey, long line. (laughs) (laughs)
5: any old thing would have worked if you'd have seen someone in that line wearing a red hat or something i saw something so fucked up i have to go home there's
3: a make america great hat guy in front of me i'm out of here or
2: Uh. even the potential of i only saw the red hat from behind um it could have potentially have been a maga hat i got to go yes that's so funny Here's mine. Like three nights ago, I woke up at 6 a.m. from feeling nauseous, which doesn't happen often, thankfully. And I, this is just straight up bad. I have my own bathroom, uh, brag, and I am not seeing anyone currently. And it turns out that was the one thing anchoring me to cleanliness because I, I like to, I flush a poop, I don't flush a pee, but that creates like a lot of sort of like mineral buildup, I think. And so then, It's just a dirty fucking toilet. And I was so nauseous. I had to get like, you know, classic like knees on the ground, head over the toilet and was just like smelling my old <laughs> stinky shit. Oh, <laughs> Jesus God. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, Rags. No. I
5: mean, I bet that helped, though. Like I didn't forth, puke, though. <laughs> it did not.
2: It, it, no. So I was just like waiting to be sure that mm-hmm. it had passed mm-hmm. and just like a ring of of brown <laughs> just like oh. uh, just a, a poop halo
3: <laughs> you're gross and that's okay. okay
2: all
5: right rex so those are some examples <laughs> yeah no I, mine mine slots in pretty well i think oh um, good. it's from a long time ago though but i don't do this every week so i i get to go <laughs> a decade ago uh so with my first husband we took acid together one day and i don't know how familiar people are with like the side effects of it but one of them is that acid can be very hard on your stomach you can Mm -hmm. it can make you nauseous it can give you the shits whatever so bear that in mind (laughs) and then we're like we're coming up we're out walking around everything is hilarious there's an old lady wearing a sequin sweater it's the best thing i've ever seen in my (laughs) life blah 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 and i realize that my stomach hurts and that i need to get post haste to a bathroom. And the nearest one is in a Moe's Southwest Grill, which uh, is a horrible chain, where as soon as you walk in the door, all the employees look you dead in the eye and yell, (laughs) welcome to (laughs) Moe's. So I went in there (laughs) feeling weird and like four people, you don't want anyone to look at you while you're on acid. And four people look right at me and all shout in unison, welcome to (laughs) Moe's. So I shit my pants <laughs> in a most southwest girl of Annapolis, Maryland. My husband's waiting for me outside. He like thinks everything's normal, and I'm just gonna use the bathroom and come out. I go in the bathroom. Those underwear are done, so I like throw them away. I'm trying to clean myself up, but I'm so fucking high, and just everything is taking forever. Somebody's knocking on the door, like. <laughs> It's not going to happen. You need to just find another toilet in this town. I'm sorry. I'm going to be. This is my home for a, for a time. Uh. I go back out there. I'm not wearing any underwear anymore. I'm like pretty clean. He's like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, oh, the line was crazy. He's like, you've been in there for 40 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I. <laughs>
3: You're gross.
5: <laughs> I choked. Okay,
2: you're, you're gross, and that's okay. okay. I literally choked on a laugh. Oh, that's <laughs> wow!
3: Brax, that ruled. That
2: ruled so hard. Forty minutes feels fast. Like when yeah. when it's that kind of a clean up, and you're like trying to salvage clothes and yeah, toilets are not meant for cleaning shit off of yourself. That's like you need a shower, and if you don't have a shower, yeah,
5: it's gonna yeah. take a long time. It did take a long. I didn't want to like step my bare feet on the bathroom floor. That's like where I was at logic wise. Like I had already shit my pants. (laughs) And I didn't want to get
2: foot fungus.
3: Yes. Well, yeah.
2: Have you set foot inside of a Moe's since? Because I worry you will shit yourself.
5: (laughs) That's not even the reason, really. I just think their food is terrible. But like it doesn't help. (laughs) I think like a Disney
2: curse. If you were to set foot inside and they look at you and scream, Welcome to Moe's, no matter what you have or haven't taken or eaten your shit yourself. It's a good thing
3: you don't like the food. Otherwise, you'd have to be like, that's my favorite (laughs) meal. I got to take a shit in my pants.
2: Well, you can get it to go. (laughs) You just can't go inside. right, right, right. No love lost. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Incredible. Um, And we get to now hear something from one of our listeners. Yes.
6: Hey, Geli. I was really nervous uh, the first time I went to exchange clothes at Crossroads Trading Company. Um, I had two pairs of Levi 511 that were in great condition, but they were skinny pants, and I, I was nowhere near fitting in them again. So uh, the first pair, I hardly wore the khaki color. Uh, she, The lady looks them up and down. Um, no gloves at this time. Back in the day, they didn't wear gloves, and you had to do it right there in front while they look at you. Um, she is judging the pants. They're in great condition. I hardly wore them. She put them in the keep pile. The next pair I actually wore a lot. I wore all the time. They're the navy, uh, colored pants. And, um, when she takes them open, she, she pops them open and looks them, looks them over. I see on the crotch part of the pant a nut stain, like the size of a penny. And I'm freaking out and I really just want to grab them back and leave there. Um, but she has them firmly in her hand and she is scoping them out and she sees the nut stain and she, I think she's going to put them in my bag and give them back to me. But she like, instead like, uh, spits a little bit or licks her thumbnail and just starts scraping the nut stain out like a lotto (laughs) scratcher. And, um, I, I don't even know if it came out, but she's, she scraped the the top layer off and (laughs) she put it, in the keep pile. So I got money for both of those pants. (laughs) (laughs) You're You're gross gross. and that's okay.
5: (laughs) That lady's gross though. (laughs) She's the gross one. You're allowed to come in your own jeans. This is America. Wow. What a
2: batch.
3: Yeah, <laughs> truly.
2: Um, this was so amazing, Rax, Thank you so much. This made us feel really good. Yeah, cool. it really, really did. This was
3: <laughs> amazing. Your book was I my favorite cool. book that I read last year. Yes. Um, thank
5: you. Yeah, oh yeah. my God, really I love great. this podcast. People are so nice to me here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we
2: will say we've read your book and finish with, and we liked it. Yes, yeah.
3: Yes. Oh God, <laughs> so much. And your Patreon is great.
2: Thank you. Um, yeah, we'll make sure to put a link up for the books that you have out and everybody look out for sloppy coming out in 2025. We're going to be so excited to be reading it.
3: Yeah. Is there anything else you want to plug or uh, where people can find you?
5: You can and should subscribe to my newsletter. Uh, You can find it at patreon.com slash racks. King is dead. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month and still get access to basically everything the suggested amount is eight because the people who pay eight dollars a month pay for the ones who pay one dollar a month yeah and that way i win and the rest of y'all lose because you're the ones giving me money and that is the way i like it so please go do all that that i just said uh you can follow me on twitter if you want i'm i don't know i started using it again and now i feel like i don't want to use it anymore but i probably will and uh, my actually my username everywhere is Rax King is dead.
2: Rax King is dead. That rules.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that because some jag was using like Twitter dot com slash Rax King. He stole my ad. Hasn't used it since 2009 either, but I had to another way. Rax,
2: this has been so amazing. Thank you so
5: much.
3: Yeah, Rax. Thank you so, so much.
2: I hope you have a great rest of the day, guys. This was
5: super fun.
3: Oh, good! We had the best time.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll promote the hell out of all your stuff, and I don't know when, and I don't know how, but I hope we get to interact again. Yeah, that
3: would be be wonderful.
5: Yeah, I'll be in L.A. promoting my next book when it's out. Fuck yeah. We'll
2: come by. We will
5: come you by. Have Jake to. is
2: known to come to readings and signings. That's uh, true. So we'll definitely <laughs> be <there>. come.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I've heard Jake definitely goes to all the events he says he's going to go to. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, if you have three if you have three events, he'll
2: definitely come to the first one. Yeah, I'll
3: make yours first. Yeah. Uh, he'll say
2: he'll come to all three, but you will get one attendance. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much again. Have a great rest of day. Yeah, thank you, Rex. You
3: guys, too. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. I thought Rex would be cool, and then she was a billion trillion units of cool.
3: Yeah, I hold her in such high regard, I was a little nervous. That has come to bite me in the butt uh, in the past, and she was so cool.
2: What a what a unique experience that there's someone you're a fan of who I am now a fan of, too. This is how much of a poser I am. I can't even just say someone we both like. I have to constantly admit that you told me about her. Um, it just feels right. Not only did we get to talk to her, but we made her do our weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty great.
3: It's incredible.
2: Thank you, Rex. And this was episode four of our awesome Earwolf presents Run. Thank you so much. We are so grateful that we got a chance to be produced.
3: Unbelievable! It feels incredible,
2: and we're so grateful that people listened and have already said nice things about it. And that's what our sensitive little souls are so desperate for. <laughs> so
3: yeah, uh, this- thank you for anyone who's given us their time and shared something or told us, and especially to everybody at Earwolf. And
2: yeah, truly. And hey, Jake. I like doing this with you, buddy.
3: Oh, I love doing this with you. I love you. I love you, too. This has been so fun. Where can people find you in the meantime?
2: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't do anything on the uh, Internet enough, but uh, you can watch the show The Other Two on Max. Um, I worked on all three seasons, so I don't know. Look for my name in the credits and think to yourself, good for her. <laughs> Um <laughs> and I'm currently working on twisted metal and that's gonna be out at some point.
3: <laughs> I, I I gotta say, I received so many compliments on your behalf for the other two. Oh. Um people are that's like That's
2: annoying. They should say it to me.
3: Well, I'm passing it along to you. <laughs> that's so nice. Uh, Thank yes. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And where can people find you, Jake?
3: If you go to weimprov.org, you can sign up for improv classes. You can buy my book. Training to be Myself. If you Google it, you'll find it. Please subscribe to my Substack. That's kind of where my focus is. It's free, jakejabor.substack.com. Or if you do the paid version, which Gilly so thoughtfully did, you'll get a copy of a little book I wrote about my cat, Lemon. That's mostly for me, but you can't get it anywhere else. You can get it for free. You can download it for free. But if you want a physical copy, that's how you can get it. Um, it's a great
2: Substack. Highly recommend And thanks. also Jake is going to be Opening his own theater
3: That's right <laughs> Yeah I have my own theater You can um, lo- You
2: should check out We Improv Yeah It is now The hottest Newest spot On the LA comedy scene
3: That's very kind of you Thank you
2: Very excited Yeah Goodbye everybody
3: Goodbye, Thank you Goodbye everybody We'll see you <laughs> Thanks for listening to We're gross We show whole
2: We're your hosts, Gilly Nisim and Jake Jabour.
3: A special thanks to our guest today,
2: Rex King. We're Gross is an Earwolf production produced by senior producers Cassie Jerkins and Scott Sonny. Our audio engineers are Jordan Duffy, Rich Garcia, and Alex Gonzalez.
3: Listen to Earwolf Presents to hear new shows by your favorite comedians. Tell your friends, we're We're gross gross, and and that's that's
2: okay.
1: Thanks for listening, everybody. If you made it all the way to the end, you're a beautiful person. If you're not hearing this voice, go to hell. Earwolf Presents is produced by Earwolf, Amelia Chapello, and Cody Fisher. And, of course, podcast daddy, Colin Anderson himself. The Earwolf Presents series is hosted by the one and only myself, Jacquees Neal. And our theme music was engineered and sung by the amazing Jordan Duffy. Special thanks and shout outs to Jeff Gross and Aaron Nestor. And for more information on Earwolf Presents, visit Earwolf.com and follow us at Earwolf on all social platforms.